Hello and welcome to the Agios Dose. My name is Bill Dykstra. Today is May 20th and we commemorate Saint Lydia of Philippi. I just want to acknowledge a little mishap that I had on Friday. I... I recorded an episode, but for Saturday the 18th, and we typically don't do Saturdays, and that was for Blessed Ivan Ziadik, and what the actual saint of the day was on May the 17th was uh, the Apostle Andronicus. So um, my apologies for getting that mixed up, but let's move along to today's saint, who is in fact today's Saint Lydia. So I'm really interested in telling you about Lydia, and it's, uh, it's for a personal reason. You see, for a, f- a few years ago, I was a participant of a retreat, and at this retreat, we had a talk on the introduction to St. Paul. I, you know, being a well-informed Catholic, I was shocked to hear that this nun who is giving the talk introduced Lydia as a potential love interest of St. Paul. This is, this is honestly what she was talking about. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. She quoted St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, and she's like, oh, see how it says, so then, my beloved? Like, as if that he was, like, speaking to her personally, my beloved. Um, to make matters worse, worse, a large number of the people attending the retreat were only kind of beginning to become interested in their faith. So this is like they're just beginning to be formed in in, in the... in in biblical narrative. However, you know, as I said before, I was not new to the faith and neither was my wife. And so we were kind of like scandalized that someone would even try to promote this as like an introductory thing. Um, I had even mentioned the incident to a scripture scholar that I know, someone who hears probably the wide gamut of wild things said about the Bible, and he had even never heard of someone uh, pushing that kind of a of an interpretation. So today, as a small act of reparation, I would like to present to you accurately Saint Lydia. For in our Eastern Church, she's held in an exceptionally higher um, regard than other traditions. So let's hear about what the Bible has to say about her and what tradition says about her. Lydia is mentioned in Acts 16. Quote, One who heard of us was a woman named Lydia from the city of Tyria, a seller of purple goods, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to listen to what was said by Paul. And when she was baptized with her household, she begged us, saying, If you had judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. There are a few things that can be deduced from this. First, that Lydia, as a woman of the first century, she would only have such command over her household if she was a widow. The ownership of a home and the authority of a household would first fall on the husband. Though she was living in Philippi, Thyatira was her home, and this was known to be a producer and exporter of purple dyes. It's likely that the purple goods that Lydia produced was either clothing or dyes itself. Purple dye was a rare and extravagant commodity at the time. Lydia was a businesswoman and likely had the necessary qualities for her craft, for her trade. It's further evidence to show that the early Christian communities were an amalgam of men and women engaging in various roles in order to support this new movement. The Jewish law, 
uh, which had forbade the early Christians, especially St. Paul, the ability to even accept Lydia's charity. After Jesus, everything changed. Mark, the author of Acts, likely used uh, first-hand testimony concerning the witness given to Lydia. Prior to this portion of the book, of his book Acts, the narrative is in the third person. But when speaking about Lydia, it is in the first person. She is obviously someone who left an impression. Why is it that the eyewitness thought to mention her? This is just me, but let's look at her words again. The Lord opened her heart to listen to what St. Paul had said. And when she was baptized with her household, she begged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. Probably her most important quality was that she was humble. When was the last time you sought out to be worthy in the eyes of another? When were you humbled by the acknowledgement of another? Especially in an age when we believe ourselves to be entitled to just about anything. Though Lydia isn't mentioned again, her importance can still be seen. It turns out that she was quite vital. As Richard S. Askow mentions in his book, Lydia, Paul's Cosmopolitan Host, he says this, Lydia was the host and patron of the first community of Jesus followers established in the land mass that would later be known as Europe. And she was the nexus for the network of Jesus' believers in and around Philippi. Paul's letter to the Philippians suggests that even in its early stages, this Jesus group was a vibrant and thriving community, one that filled Paul with joy. Without Lydia, there may have been no Philippian Jesus community. She was the key player in Paul's social network, one of the pivotal sisters in the faith. In closing, what was rather a benign act of kindness when the Lord, quote, opened her heart, she opened to the first Christians the entirety of Europe. Because of the locales she occupied, Lydia was likely Greek. Tradition calls her the first Christian European, and due to her importance, gives her the title equal to the apostles. This has been... Your daily dose of agios, St. Lydia, equal to the apostles, pray for us.